new, new. What was uh, the price of Bitcoin at the time when you were buying? Um, so it was fluctuating over the year, right? So there were some that were like 35. There's some that had gone down to 30 in the 29s, 28. I think the lowest I had gotten it for was maybe 25 or 24. The highest was about 41, 42. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah. I know people who bought in at 60. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hadn't bought in that high. Yeah, I know people who had bought in like really like crazy. Ethereum is, is my moneymaker, though, because I bought that when it was around 900 the first time around. Um, and then second time around, around 1200. What's it at right now? I think it's still above that. I think right now it's. Um, I know Bitcoin like it has hit like eighteen grand, which is like it's kind of insane if you think about it. Bitcoin. Grand. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Right now it's at nineteen. I right? saw that the other day. That was crazy. Ethereum's at thirteen. Like yeah, even in this, uh, you know, I guess yeah. you have a great you have a great cost basis for that. I, I mean, still though, like, no, like the amount everything has crashed. You know, it's it's insane. Well, it's gonna go down pretty. You know. A lot further. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's keep, gonna keep going. Yeah. Like I've been seeing these, like you know, everyone's been posting. It. It's almost like you know, some doomer stuff going on, but <laughs> like online. But it's like a side by sides of the two thousand two thousand and eight market conditions yeah. and like twenty twenty two, and uh, yeah, it's it's like a mirror image of each other, right? So, They're saying that next year is is the beginning of the recession. That's what I've been seeing all over social media and different memes that have been coming out and stuff. It's like 2023 is going to be the start of the the next major thing. Yeah, I've been hearing Damn. a lot like the yeah. actual thing's going to start later. Even yeah. like for me, I mean, honestly, like in my estimation, we've been in, re- in, a, in a recession probably since March, right? And yeah. like right now, like, you know, this housing thing it's not coming to a head but it's pretty bad out there right oh, yeah. and like right now we don't hear about it because like the media is it, until november right it's just like constantly there's so much stuff on on the, like the news cycle they're not even talking about the conditions in like the less uh in the middle in the middle america right and not i mean i've always lived in new york or like in a big urban city mm-hmm. so i'm not <laughs> i'm not very well versed in that as well but whatever understanding I have of like you know Kansas, Missouri, those kinds of areas, uh, it's hit the fan a long time ago already, and now it's just gonna keep on getting worse. One hundred percent. Yeah, no one's talking about it. But I mean, hey, if you're buying puts on the market, good job, you know, like <laughs> uh, th- then you know you're doing it right. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't see like with crypto the way it is right now. I don't see how like you know. Unless you're a big whale with a lot of money, it'd be a very scary thing to get into right now. I'm a little fish. That's what the whole point of crypto was, was an experiment last year. Let's just see what happens, right? But nothing, I mean, even though I'm down, I don't even know how many hundred percent points, like, it's okay because my portfolio is diversified. That's the key. If one of the things starts to go down, something else is going up, your mood doesn't change. You don't look at crypto, you don't like, you know, you're not sad about that when you have property you have other things as well you know yeah, yeah. i feel you yeah. you know honestly, that's, that's one thing that i've been doing the most in probably my most investment right now the most i have is in real estate is in property okay. i'm trying to buy land that's good yeah that's, good. that's the closest thing i'm at to you know that's uh, that's always a good really good, good idea yeah. to scale into right as opposed to the stock market like if you don't have the staying power and you're like trying to like you know start like trading uh, I, you know, for us like retail traders, mm-hmm. right? Like we're like, oh my god, like watching it. Forget every day. You're like, hey, I'm going to invest money, and now I'm watching that every every day, every 
every couple of hours. Mm-hmm. You and to. you have to think, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, as in like we're not we're not accustomed to like how you're supposed to be trading, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, neither are like the people who actually have the money. They have people doing it. For you guys them, are pioneers. Crypto yeah. trading is a brand new thing. Brokers and trading for the stock market have been around for a very long time. Compared to crypto, this is the first, like, literally the first generation to, like, get into crypto trading. So what are the rules? When does it go up and down? You guys are the ones figuring it out. Well, what what do you think, though, is the future of it? Uh, Like, given the current conditions, but let's say in the next year we see a a continued downtrend, right? If if you're seeing, like, Bitcoin, let's say right now it was at, what, 18, 19 Mm -hmm, grand. mm -hmm. If you're seeing it... uh, back at 12 right uh i don't know what do you think is the future then you think it's a um it's i don't know like at 60 people are predicting hey we're gonna see bitcoin at a hundred thousand mm-hmm. and ethereum is gonna become like that. a like a counter currency of sorts no and that sounds way better when it's at trading at 60 grand and 2500 rather yeah. than when it's at you know 12 grand and trading back at you know 500 well, the name uh, of the Bitcoin game is, Ethereum. is the name of the game isn't really trying to get it at the highest point possible. That's just for the people who are trying to sell it off at that high. Really, what re- everybody wants is stability. Is is for that that fluctuation to really stop and become a steady line. Like the dollar is a steady line, gold is a steady <laughs> line, right? Real estate more or less a steady line. Like, and at that point, it'll be a viable currency, exactly, like a currency that you can actually use. So then, what uh, what do you think? Because I have invested in uh what's it called xrp yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're talking about like using that and like uh, i mean cryptocurrencies in general mm-hmm. for like international payments yeah like so with everything like going on right now and this like shift in different international payment systems banking things like that like how could this play into that i feel like it'd be the way to go for the future yeah it has to be i mean it's instant and the fees are minuscule compared to what we have right now Mm. I had to send money recently. I had to use Western Union. I know mm. some people use this app. I forgot what it was called. Um, it's a Pakistan. In Pakistan, it's used Western a lot. Union, MoneyGram. Uh, um, but all Zoom? these, it, that might be it. I'm not sure. Yeah. But all these services, it's not. There's no. I mean, there are instant things for Western Union. There is an instant version, but the fee is like ten bucks. Really, I didn't know that they they did uh, instant transfers to uh, countries like Pakistan. Let's say, uh, I, I always thought it was next day at the at very best. I remember sending once where it was like I told the person to go right then and there, and it was there. It it, it would maybe take him an hour That's to crazy. get to the store. Wow. Well, I, I used to work at a PLS, you know, like a, like a check cashing place, uh, like ten years ago, and I used to work the night shift. Mm. And. <laughs> Uh, that's how I kind of know, like, you know, okay, some countries they do the next day, some days are instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Uh, at nighttime, you know, I'm like fighting with my girl on the phone at that time. Ten years ago, I was what, like, yeah, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fighting with my girl on the phone about some stupid bullshit, and I cashed out like four grand in fake checks. <laughs> nice. Damn. And then next week, they're like, they fired yeah, me. Yeah, you got fired. But, but yeah, you it turns out. Like as in like oh that, they were I mean so they found out like the same night those same guys went to like ten other locations mm-hmm. okay and they cashed out like twenty like twenty grand total damn so yeah they were like hey are all these people involved and then when they called me I guess they must have noticed like yeah there's I was this guy doesn't know what he's doing mm-hmm. yeah what he what he was uh, yeah 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 I mean there's no way you know like I mean they knew I didn't I haven't seen four grand in my life at that well, time yeah <laughs> <laughs> people will do so much for four grand. 
Especially nowadays. That's a lot of money. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause I mean, I was. Th- I mean, if four grand is like so much money, and fifty dollars is not that much money now. It's kind of well, a weird now it's thing. starting to change, yeah. you know. As in, like you, before, when you, you used to leave the house and you have like twenty dollars, thirty dollars in your wallet, you're like, you, okay, cool. You can get a couple of things done. You can get a car wash and get some groceries, maybe whatever, right? Yeah. And now, when you leave the house with a twenty dollar bill, it's like, damn. Yeah, you can stop at a fast food place, man. You can stop at Whataburger mm-hmm. and get a meal and maybe a soda or whatever, and like you know, add in some of the jazz for like twelve bucks. Mm-hmm. But that's about it, man. Like twenty dollars doesn't get you that far anymore. Yeah, uh, even it, like it did th- maybe ten years ago. I don't know, man. Fiat currency, maybe that's the issue. But then you have all the stories about the people who bought a pizza with Bitcoin and now they're crying about it. Then what mm, you gonna do? The most expensive pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's what you want to be like. Yeah, that's, that's what you, you want to be like. That's why you need it stabilized. You know, uh-huh. that's if you have a stabilized currency, it doesn't have to be Bitcoin. So a lot of people want Ethereum. Because it's a more stable version. That's what a lot of altcoins are based off Ethereum stable and not Bitcoin. So what was what this? Is this stable are you familiar with this Ethereum merge that was going on recently? Something about like, hey, there's Ethereum merge day like a couple weeks ago. I know uh, Ethereum is going to 2.0. Yeah. Like what, they're upgrading their architecture, but I don't know much about a merger. Well, I mean, I think the Ethereum merge was them, I guess, going into like... You know, it might be. I think it might be like absorbing other infrastructures into its... I'm not sure. Yeah, but do you think this thing is going to end the world? <laughs> Realistically it's, speaking, it's like, going to change the world. I'm talking about the the climate change stuff, right? You know, I always thought like, you know, as technology grows, like, you know, and that goes back, we were having a conversation, me, uh, we were about what, uh, maybe a week ago, mm-hmm. right? And it was about uh, uh, Cleopatra. Cleo, uh, am I saying her name Cleopatra, right? Cleopatra, yeah. Cleopatra? Yeah, you're saying it right. <laughs> uh, uh how she was closer to... How, what did you say? She was it's rather quite interesting. Uh, uh, he wasn't there, right? No. So I'm going to pose it in the yeah, same way. Yeah. So Cleopatra, which you know everybody knows is a significant figure. You think about you know the Egyptians. You think about the pyramids, you know, standing above them all. She is closer... Her time frame is closer to Bitcoin than it is to the actual building of the pyramids. Which shows how ancient... Which the shows how ancient are, the pyramids actually are. Cleopatra was a long time ago. Exactly. Cleopatra. Intuitively, you would think that Cleopatra would be closer to the building of the pyramids. Yeah. Because it would just make sense. If you take Cleopatra back in time as the pyramids are being built, she would understand that. She'd be like, yeah, these, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of rocks that are going to this formation. However they're doing it, we don't really know. But you would understand that this is what's happening, right? Bring her into our time. How would you explain Bitcoin, let alone electricity, to Cleopatra? Let alone anything, like anything in our modern world. Yet she's closer to our time. She's closer to Bitcoin. That is insane. Both, I mean, you it's know, it just shows you like how fast we've developed. Like you know, he is, like she would be able to understand like the hey, maybe there's some logs that they rolled this like these stones. Sure. She might understand that. It'd be less baffling to her how they made that than like how, man, just think, man, we've been like allegedly been to the moon. You know, like depending on how you yeah, ask. Allegedly, well, I think industrialization. Are you, are you, do you don't believe we went to the moon? Oh. Well, I think we're going back. I, I, I mean, look, man, I've been on both sides so? of this. I've been on both sides of this. Okay. Because, it's, I mean, I've been on both sides of this. Right sure, now, sure. I, well, do I have to. Right I have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, like, it sounds cool, like, to think, that you know, maybe cool. they faked it all. But okay. I don't think. Uh, I mean, but, I mean, in reality, you know, I'm like, yeah, they probably did it. Who cares? Like, I, mean, I, I'm I like, care. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm like, they probably did it, right? If they faked it, well, they I mean, faked it. Do you think the Soviet Union faked going into space? 
I think they I think they fake going to the moon primarily because the Soviet Union didn't fake going into because they actually went into. Well, space. yeah, if there's a space yeah, race, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. hey, the Soviet Union is the first people in this yeah. in space. They did but I'm saying, I'm saying, like, if it's possible to go to space, yeah, how implausible is it to go to the moon for the U.S. to be able to go to the moon? Well, I, I, mean, again, I don't think it's impossible. Extremely implausible. Why? Because we they won every stage of the race, right? The first object into space they got it there first yeah. the search first thing to circumvent the earth to actually orbit the earth at least once they won that the USSR, first thing to actually yeah. just keep going become a satellite sputnik first but satellite in space they won it the first actual rocket ship to go the first organic they put a dog i forgot the dog's name they put a dog into um a rocket ship like they had the first humans in space then they were winning everything and we had the computing power of nothing less than a calculator but I then, think IBM had just just rolled out their very first computer, the size of this room. But they invested. I mean, like they invested a lot in like military technology around that time, and like. Oh yeah, things. I yeah, mean, yeah. when they saw that, they were that like, was oh, the military shit. technology. It was yeah. the IBM computer. It wasn't being. It yeah. wasn't allowed to use by NASA. They had to get, you know, they had to t- contact IBM, and be like, right. "This is right. what we're doing. Can we use it?" And yeah. yeah, you know, and it was used by cards. You had the cards with holes, and you had to put different cards in the machine. To program it was pretty cool <laughs> that's crazy no yeah. but to do that i mean you don't really need much though to go to the moon if you can already get into space which united states did know how to do we did have rockets you know you just if you have enough thrust you will get into space you know and after that it's it's rather simple i mean you don't even need to get into einstein stuff it's just newton mechanics it's simple newton mechanics will get you to the moon and back Hmm. So that's why I'm saying it's. I don't think it's impossible for the U.S. to have been able to do that. No, that's like, why I'm oh, saying. Damn. Damn. You know, what I'm saying like <laughs> it, it was crazy, okay. very implausible. Like if you, if I was a betting man back then, I'd be like, no, there's no way you can do it. But then when they did, I would have totally been like, oh dang, you guys did it. Oh, well, that's after what you're the, yeah, 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 okay, okay, I got you. So right. after the first man in orbit in like what 1960 or 19, like, yeah, 1960 or something 1950, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. 61 or some shit. Yeah. After the first man orbited the Earth, would you still bet against it that heavily that we can make it to the moon? Moon's really far. It's it's really far. Compared to orbit? It's, yeah. it's it looks so small to us, you know, yeah. like when we see it, it's the third of Earth. It's it's really massive, you know, it's 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 really big, but it's just really far away. Like between here and orbit versus orbit and the moon. That's a that's like it's it's quite. I don't a know distance. how. I don't know what percent uh, or you know how many times greater of a distance that is, but it's far, very far. Talking about like timelines and relativity, Cleopatra. Yeah, two hundred forty thousand miles. Two hundred forty thousand miles. There's, there's numbers that we wouldn't even comprehend. And how much? Is, yeah, how far, I'm like, how is that far further is than Katie or no? That would be. That's how far you would get to have to get to orbiting the moon. From orbit to the moon. From orbiting us, yeah, to yeah. orbiting the moon. So how far is ground to orbit? Oh, for for the moon? No, no, for, uh, like of Earth? Earth to orbit. Oh, Earth I think it's like orbit. eleven miles or something. So yeah, think about the scale there. Eleven versus what did you 11 say? Eleven miles for what? To get for, into orbit. To get into orbit. To get into space. From, oh, it's not around. that far. So that's a big leap. Yeah. <laughs> One small step. That's the Neil Armstrong quote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that I mean, in, in, in terms of like growing up, in terms of like the sky, it's pretty far out, you know. Um, 
you're, you're talking like the 11 miles was just getting into like space you know that's, that's when you can get into space and you could technically if you're going fast enough you could orbit because that's all you're doing is going fast horizontally yeah you know the higher you go the slower speeds you would have to go to do that orbit thing so our satellites are up at like 23,000 it's pretty far far up 23,000 miles and you said the moon is how much further than that? That's two hundred and forty thousand. Oh, that's quite. That's yeah, quite, that's, yeah, that's quite. A, it takes yeah. months. It takes like three or four months to finally get there. Yeah, that's why. See, I don't know enough about it. That's why I was like, you know what? Screw it. Everyone's saying it happened. It happened. I Whatever. mean, he, here's here's my my <clears throat> thing about it. Like how I come to terms with like why I think that it probably did happen. Right. I think it would be even more difficult to stage the thing than to actually go do it. How you know, so? That's interesting. That's, that's what I've used is like Occam's razor is because you, so the amount of people that worked on the actual mission for, for was it Apollo 13 that actually went, right? The amount of people must have been in the hundreds of thousands, right? Because you have, again, there were no computers, actual like computers we think of this day. They had computers, but there were actual people doing math and they called them computers because they computed, right? So you had all of those people. Then you had all of the people that were working, like engineers that were working on the actual, you know, body, the, sh the shield of the, the spacecraft and all that kind of stuff. You had many, many people working on this thing. All of them would have to be silented. All of them would have to be taught to like, hey, this thing is not actually leading to anything. Even though you're working out the math and you're actually figuring out how to actually do it and everybody's agreeing with each other, all the mathematicians, what if they do all the scientists. And said that, yeah, what if, what if they were not in on it? And none of them, none of them on their deathbed were like, hell. No, what if, they, what if they didn't know? Like they were telling those guys that like, yeah, you're actually like doing all these calculations. Well, then why wouldn't they just go do it? If they already have the Well, maybe the it's thing. not. Maybe it wasn't accurate. Maybe they're just having them doing calculations. They would. They like, would know it's accurate, though. They would know. Yeah, right? yeah. these, these mathematicians—they're like scrutinists. You know, yeah. like they'll go into yeah, decimal places of like tens, fifteens. You know. Yeah, I mean that's what I thought. I was like, you know what? Who again? They did it. Just fine. Just move on. <laughs> like you know, like why obsess over it or anything of that? Like, I, I know mean, people who are like, go it's crazy more, about it. It's more this. exciting that we're going again. You know, that's way more exciting that we get to see. We weren't alive during the first time. We were sixty-nine. And then we kept going until 73. So we weren't born until just now. We never actually seen anyone go into space or to the moon, at least. We've seen people go to the space station, but not to the moon. Yeah. And we're launching people in the Artemis program. When is Hopefully, that launching? Or when is it man, slated to? It was supposed to launch in 2017, but it's been delayed so many times. And this is the fifth delay now. Why is it I'm not delayed? surprised. It's going freaking moon, NASA. Man. Yeah, it's going to the moon. That's a big thing. Well, the first time around, Artemis 1 is just the spacecraft's going to circle the moon, come back. That's it. Artemis 2 is going to have people. They're going to go, circle around, come back. Artemis 3 is going to have people. They're going to land. That's probably, I don't know, 2040? If we're around by then, because I'm, oh, tell yeah. I'm telling you, because, you know, people think are saying... climate change is going to destroy the world or nuclear? Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, bro. It's going to be yeah. something, some asteroid from out of nowhere oh, comes dang. in. Yeah, it could be anything, right? We'll or like some, it. like, crazy volcanic, you know, eruption. We got it's this. more but, like, likely to happen. I mean, I'm saying, you know, we keep on thinking, like, oh, there's some linear progression throughout mankind. Well, you know, humans have been here for a while, I'm guessing, right? I don't know the exact date, obviously. Really long time. Or the exact year. Uh, how many years they've been here but we've been here for you know I'm guessing like hundreds of thousands of years um, in yeah. terms of like the first like man human found speed. like human species bones and things like that it's like two point something million years or million, yeah. yeah really but modern yeah. man in terms of civilizations you know accounts of like 
making potteries and things like that, roughly a hundred thousand years. Yeah. I, yeah, I always okay. thought the number was around 000. that. You know, like right around. I mean, again, now it's gonna seem like you know, uh, it's way off. But I think these numbers keep on fluctuating as is, right? As in, like you know, they keep on finding more information. Exactly. And they keep on you know, pushing that number like oh how further far and further yeah. back yeah. Because I forgot they had like a. Uh, at one point, they had found like some skull and like you know some like rem- rem- uh, remains of like you know Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lucy. And I don't even, again. I don't even know what the specifics of that are. Mm-hmm. What, uh, Lucy. But there are even that like pre-Homo name. sapien humans, right? Oh, yeah. So what do you define as humanity? You can go even further back. There's the Neanderthals. Yeah. There was definitely a third one that we just discovered. Just like Homo habilis, mm-hmm. Homo mm-hmm. artipithecus. Like they're they're different, and these are all humans. Like genus homo yeah so i'm homo sapiens came what that that was 2.7 million years ago yeah Yeah. like if today we lived like we actually lived in parallel with like neanderthals Neanderthals and whatnot lucy is 3.2 million years old and that is pre-homo sapiens yeah how are we related to her if at all um 40 percent of her is descended from the same yeah so that was when like there was some australopithecus australopithecus yeah Yeah, afarensis in ethiopia yeah yeah. Which means you are marvelous in <laughs> Dinkinish. I've never even heard that language. Dinkinish. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I uh, like it. Yeah, it sounds nice. No. Have you ever heard of the, um, what's it called? The Kechnikov scale? I, I know I'm saying that wrong. It's a Russian word. Kechnikov scale, I believe. What is, it? what is, what is it's, it? It's a scale to kind of define how advanced a civilization is. It was oh, a physicist there's like who came tier up with one, it. tier two, tier three, tier four. It's um, it starts with tier zero. Tier zero, and then one, two, oh, three. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four, you can theoretically three, go to four if you you know, you yeah. can imagine four, but what differentiates the tiers? How much energy you're consuming, the consumption of energy. Oh, okay. That determines, you know, your advancement as a society. I, I mean, so put that into context for me. So the more energy you consume, mm-hmm. the more advanced you are. Exactly. So, for example, the differentiating between a type zero and a type one is you can harness the entire energy of the planet. Whatever the planet emits, you harness it. Wind power, water, the solar that hits us, um, you know, like all the energies and thermal energies that are coming out of the vents in the ocean, whatever the earth is producing, you know how to harness all of it at 100%. If you're at that level, you're a type one. And you, you have enough power to do things like reverse tornadoes, reverse, like, Dang. oh, yeah. Yeah, you can reverse any natural phenomenon. You mean reverse the effects or just reverse? You're in control. You're in control of the weather at that reverse point. Reverse the weather? Dang. You have that crazy. much energy. If you have enough energy, 100% of that the Earth emits, then you have enough to control it. So we're at tier zero. We, according to the scale, are about at 0.6, 0.7. We're almost at one. So what is a tier two society? Like, what would that look like? They're um, stellar. So they can take the all the power from the sun. Dang. All, okay. Yeah, they usually, like, would put maybe some kind of, uh, what do they call it? Um, it's kind of like a geosphere around the sun to harness all of it. Wow. But that's a whole other level, right? Like, the fact is, we are getting really close to a type one. And, <clears throat> and the fact is that one of our things is already a type one. What? Our communications is already a type one network because so, we communicate so? globally through the internet and instantly oh, okay. i can communicate anywhere on earth instantly through satellites now mm-hmm. and iphone 14 actually is coming out with that feature 
you can now text and call through satellite if it's an emergency. But the so fact that were we, we already do that, doing that? So who are we? What were, <laughs> so I, I, I want to know now. Yeah. Where were the text and calls going before? It was going through um, like to towers, uh-huh. cell towers, and that was still intended to specific satellites, and that was uh-huh. sent to another cell tower, and then, you know. And now it's direct to satellite. Now it's a direct to satellite connection, only for emergencies, and I think you have to pay for it. Oh, it's like a satellite phone. It's, like it's, it's turned into yeah. a satellite phone, oh, but we've so already GPS, had the technology. GPS kind of, uh, what? There's some connection with satellites there too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now tell me this: What would you? Now, in this tier system, where w- would we place the Egyptians in 2000 BC? I mean... Tier 2? We really don't know too much about them, you know? If if I was to go back to, like, the theories and the stuff that I would read back in the day, back in college days and things, I would probably put them at Tier 1. Probably close, closer than we were. And why? Why do you say okay. that? What, and what uh, energy do you think they harnessed? And how do you think? I mean, honestly, for me, hmm. the most mind-boggling like, evidence, you know, I mean, evidence of like just how magnificent this hmm. civilization was. They were magnificent. Yeah, I mean, building that. Listen, man, you can use any type of labor, mm-hmm. forced labor. You can get gather everyone in this neighborhood or mm-hmm. in this town, whatever, and tell them, hey, you got to start picking up these bricks and putting them up there. Hmm. And I don't know what are you gonna do? Hire like. A billion like project managers to do it, whatever, I right? Mean, but even then, it would be like it would take forever, and it would be a, an impossible task. They had a crazy huge so like imagine how many slaves because that was built by slaves, right? That's or, what like, the indentured. leading archaeologists would want you, like the leading Egyptologists and all of them would want you to believe. Is okay. that the archaeological? Archaeologists, what there's industrial no, complex? There's no evidence <laughs> that there were slaves at all. Yeah, it is there's, industrial there's no, complex. It is hundred percent, hundred percent. But there's no evidence that they were slaves. There's more evidence that this was more like a, a coveted job that a lot like a of communal. people. Oh yeah, everybody wanted to be a part of this. This was like a really big deal for them to make these pyramids. And what you were talking about earlier about how the, the building of it, if we got everybody in the neighborhood together and all that. It's feasible for maybe the pyramids of Giza, because it's it's a flat ground and it's it's feasible. You maybe, but the more northern pyramid. What's the name of the more no- northern pyramid? Abu Ghraib is the most northern one. It's it's usually no tourists go over there. You can completely go inside of it and everything. It's open to the air, and it's on top of a mountain. So first you would have to get the granite block on all the way up the mountain and then build the pyramid. At that point, no, even people in the neighborhood couldn't do that. How are you going to... These things were 200 tons. How would you, you get it up the mountain? To, th- 200 tons. You, like, the way I like to think about... Cause what elevation the, are we talking for this mountain? I mean, how, how, like, how far north are we talking? Um, it, it's not that far north. I believe it's maybe 8 miles away from Giza. Okay. The, the Giza pyramids. Okay. And uh, you're Northeast. saying it's on top of a mountain. We're talking like what kind of mountain? It's, I it's mean, like any, a, any, a mountain on any scale would be crazy, but it's a it's a it's a low slope. It's not that sharp, but it's still a slope. You know, it's it's still classified as a mountain. Yeah, I mean, imagine it's a hundred feet. Well, you have to get now two hundred tons up a hundred. Two hundred tons, like incline. You know what our so, average car weighs in tons? How much? Like two. Like two. Dang. Just two. Okay, so this it was a tier one uh, society. Do you think they were trying to harness energy through the the pyramids? The reason I was saying that is because the the Gizan pyramids specifically, the ones that were built in Giza, do you know what they were made out of? 
like the the actual materials that they were built out of. What what is it? The inside is is a type of limestone. It's a very specific limestone. So is the outside because the outside was very flat. There's still remnants of the outside, and it's it's a very white shiny type of uh, limestone. The white shiny one on the outside is very low in magnesium, so it, it doesn't conduct electricity very well. But everything on the inside, all the big blocks, the 200 ton blocks that we were just talking about, all that is made out of a granite that's really high in magnesium that can conduct electricity pretty well. So what you have is the pyramid in the inside is very conductive. On the outside, it's not conductive at all. And on the very tip is a golden tip. Right now they have that just this little like thing because they've taken it because no one steals it. But it used to be a solid golden tip. Gold is the most conductive metal that we know of in the most naturally occurring conductive metal. That was on the very top of it. That on top crazy. of that, this whole pyramid's built on top of an aquifer, which which is basically pockets of water. Just pockets of moving water underneath the pyramid. This water is going on top of limestone, which is kind of ionizing the air. You know, it's it's creating very, very, very low amounts of electricity. It's like the same electricity when you have a fog outside and you can detect small amounts of electricity in the air. Same thing happens underneath the pyramid. And now it's designed almost like a wire, where you have a conductive material inside, the golden tip on the top. Why? That's the question, right? Why was it built that way, so specifically? Oh, and they're the providing same, probably electricity to the whole, like, area. Probably, right? What do you think they were lighting up? Or not, I mean, I th like... I think, <laughs> I mean, I think they were up. just lighting up the area. I think it might have been a religious thing as well, because it might have been actually glowing at certain times um, but it's also rather interesting that pyramids were built all over the world at the yeah. exact same time around, around the, around the exact same parallel time. around the, exactly like and where else in Latin America there are, uh, oh like there's a ton the, the Olmecs or that As the Mayans the, the Mayans. Aztecs have pyramids yeah. there's a lot in, in there's a few in China there's a few in Japan um, have you ever heard of ley lines L-E-Y no. lines. No. Ley lines are basically like what, what you can do is any type of you can do this in America, London or I mean England, really any region um, you find all the significant areas so you know sacrificial sites um, you have your, your shrines, your you know churches, all those type of places for some reason all the ancient places end up on a line Wow. and people track this where they're like okay well there was you know uh, a church over here and then a pyramid over here like and a latitude it's it's like as if you draw like a line on top of the globe yeah they're all on a you don't have to bend that line it's just a straight oh, line that will oh, connect wow. all of them okay and you could look this up there's like lines everywhere in every country that's crazy castles and so do you, you think they, they might have been able to communicate with each other somehow that's what i'm trying to get that's my point of the type one is if they probably had a global communication system that was harnessing this electricity from the ground using this tip of the pyramid where it was the most conductive to send messages to each other. That's why all these other people had pyramids too. They're talking to each other like, yo, what's up? At the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, minimum, I can understand that being one of the utilities amongst many because if you're putting your efforts into building something of that magnitude, I'm sure it has more than just one purpose. So how and when did that end? Because we don't have that communication network anymore oh no uh, it probably we... ended way before cleopatra's time okay yeah well yeah well way i mean before. so I... how long ago were the pyramids if if you ask egyptologists the most normal answer is about 2500 bce okay so like 4,000 years 4, ago yeah 4,500 yeah. years ago 
but I mean, there's so much evidence to say that it's a lot older. They're basing a lot of this on like the type of tools that you they were able to access. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, that thing would be hard with the tools we have right now. You know, forget like I mean, I understand that the predecessors, like your ancestors, of mm-hmm. even those people, could not build it with the tools that they had at their disposal. But like we just talked about, it really seems like they could not have been using primitive tools to build this thing, anyways. I mean, there's so much more than just the pyramids over there. Yeah. If you go to these other six sites that are on, along this, what's it called? The Band of Peace is what they call it. It's like this, along the Nile, right? Um, and you have six main locations. You can go to the most northern one, and they have this slab, which is a perfectly like laser flat piece of granite. And you, you uh, there's beside there, you'll see like bowls that are like perfectly, you know, smoothed out from the inside, and there's a hole from the inside of that bowl to the outside of the piece of granite, perfectly burrowed through. And where's the granite? It's just sitting there in the northern part in this area called Abu Ghraib. No, I mean like relative to the bowl. Is like in the bowl? It's in the bowl. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, wow. and Egyptologists will be like, this was a sacrificial bowl. They would sacrifice animals in the bowl. And that hollowed out tube going downwards from the inside to the outside would drain the blood out. Drain the blood, yeah. Really? Why? Why? Why would they go to such efforts? First of all, it, it, and these things are quartz too. A lot of them are crystal quartz. So that's hard to drill. You have to go to like oceans and stuff. You have to go near the shorelines to find quartz and, you know, those type of minerals. Yeah. You have to find something big enough first. And then, like, why would you do all that, you know? It's almost like you're working with a presumption these people are cavemen. Idiots, yeah. Yeah, and then how? Oh, they did all their whole life and all the slave labor they had, you know, if that's what they used or whatever. They all all used to build this one thing, so it was a religious custom. And it's like, uh... I think they were much more in tune with nature. I think they had thousands of years of harmony we have records right of like hieroglyphs and things like that there were long stretches of time with no warfare no major conflicts no like majoring things that caused a lot of bloodshed or anything like that that really came much much later during the dynastic period is what they call it when dynasties started but before that everyone kind of just worshipped cows well I mean the Nile was very much conducive to like you know uh, huge amounts of people living along it right oh yeah and like when city states form and you see this form along these big river deltas, right? Uh, in China, it's the Yangtze, I think. Yeah, I'm not the sure how river. Yeah, and I think both of those became like, specifically, even amongst the different uh, civilizations that sprout up, those two remain the most like stable and mm-hmm. consistent relatively, right? Because I don't know, I mean, I'm not sure. It's the abundance of the rivers itself. They're so mm-hmm. like, I mean... I think now is the longest, and uh, Yellow River is the uh, second longest. I believe so. Right, and then know. it's the Mississippi. I mean, I'm, I'm, I might be mistaken. But I know I they're know. both massive. Yeah, and they're both like have have had civilizations pop up right beside it because that's yeah. what happens. You have a river, you have deltas, anywhere where there's water. That's so where, you know. they're estimating 2500 BC, right? Mm-hmm. That they built these, and they were talking about a, a worldwide. Uh, we have a picture already of how the world was around the 1200 BC, like because of the Bronze Age and mm-hmm. you know, like the migration of all the people worldwide, right? Um, again, it doesn't add up where we have that strong picture in 1200 BC mm-hmm. of hey, the Bronze Age is going, like these civilizations at that time, the Hittites and all that, they're able to trade amongst each other mm-hmm. in this, like, you know, rather. Again, I'm talking relatively in these primitive ways, mm-hmm. and they're so dependent on this, like you know, bronze currency, and just like how did know. they get from 
tier one yeah. to tier zero. Yeah. Like, in, that. like in was there some civilizational years, extinction event? You, you or want to something? know my theory? In thirteen hundred years, and I mean, just to put it into context mm-hmm. before we get in, thirteen hundred years. Let's go back thirteen hundred years from now. That would be the eighth century. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. It's it's like imagine like from the eighth century to now we talk about like the level of development, and I know it's been exponential going the, in the opposite, past century. So yeah. going the opposite way, it, going is basically the opposite what happened. Way. Yeah. See, was there some? Do you think there was some kind of civilizational extinction event, some kind of big war, some kind of? So, or the timeline is off, like you said. So or, the Egyptians themselves, right? They have two big finds. They have a piece of papyrus and a piece of clock, uh, uh, pottery that they ha- they've been keeping, you know, like for generations and generations, that they themselves say that they, you, there used to be a civilization before them that dates back 36 to 26,000 years ago. And it's the same thing that... Um, How many years? 26,000. Oh my goodness. That's what they themselves say, that they have records of at least 26,000 years ago. And they're not the only ones who have records dating back to exactly 26,000 years. It's also um, like... It, it, area in like Hindustan you know that that whole Hindustanic mm-hmm. area there, mm-hmm. there was a civilization over there dating way back you know where they in their text have we started 26,000 years ago so they had that's what they're saying right so that civilization ended obviously the 26,000 years ago ones that they're talking about there they ended we know that this one that came about that started writing about the older one they ended too and now we've come about Right. So the question is, what's what's causing that? Right. What's causing that? I really do think it's some kind of global catastrophe. I think people get really advanced. They, they hover into this type one territory where they start to get this global power and they fuck it up. Exactly. So it's doing it right now with Bit, with Bitcoin. You know, the biggest thing with Bitcoin is it's causing super climate change. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mining, uh, mining, mining is cryptocurrencies exactly ca- takes a lot of energy. But I, it's interesting that uh Halo, the game, right? They have the Covenant, the Forerunners, the Precursors, mm. and each of these civilizations wrote about there being an ancient civilization. They had a mythology regarding that civilization, yep. and there was some destructive event. It was a war, or they created AI, and like the AI took over, and like that became a war, or whatever the case is, right? Without like spoiling the whole timeline, because it's a fascinating, fascinating. Uh, sci-fi story oh yeah uh game aside right like the whole backstory and everything so it's interesting that like <clears throat> it just reminded me of that yeah there's all these like artifacts completely sold on that actually yeah. that theory where like you know like you like you said like it's, it's cyclical and you know we reach a point where we have access to technology that, and we don't understand how to use it well, you see it, see it on the micro level already where, mm-hmm. you know, we have the internet, we filled it with porn, we have social media, we <laughs> yeah. have <all> every, <laughs> we gave it a bunch of kids and now they can't do anything except yeah, for be stupid, on it, you know, yeah. except for like, <laughs> and stupid the only things. other people except for kids are like predators, so. Like, That's true. Yeah, so you, you see on the micro level, on the, on, on the macro level, what is driving technological development over the past century? M- the military. Right in this country, we, yep. we I mean, this country we've been producing so much good technology, but it's through the medium of what the military-industrial Ex- complex. Or expansionism and. Uh, yeah, we saw with Tesla, right? It was like, oh, the whole thing with Tesla when like the past ten years on the onset is revolutionary technology. It will drive out cars, 
and at this point, right, like, you know, like, the whole conglomerate, because I'm adding, you know, SpaceX and mm-hmm. all these, like, different projects that Elon Musk has going on. Elon Musk talking about cooing Bolivia. Cooing Bolivia, <laughs> yeah. he's, the, at the end, oh yeah, the biggest, most technologically, like, you know, advanced thing that they're doing right now, apart from the car, which a bunch of other people are doing now, is, hey, we can deploy weapons to anywhere on Earth within an hour, about, like, this many, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, kilograms yeah. of, like, warheads or whatnot. Yeah. And it's like, wow, look at the technology. And from here, maybe you can start deploying people or something. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand the development, and it's great. You know, we have access to technology, but you can already see how this is going to lead to, like, if this is the mode of te- like development, mm-hmm. then we are going to, you know, quickly see, like, a demise. We're going like, to implode. Yeah, and oh, yeah. an implosion. Um, but I feel like you know when that happens, like all the folklore that we have access to mm. right now, and we talked about it, and I think you know, mm. and we talked, we had a good conversation on it. There's so much, you know, like you said, there's mythologies, uh, you know, about ancient civilizations that were like way advanced, right? Based and, on like these artifacts that they have of them. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, yeah, there's like the structure in like Turkey that everyone has been talking about recently. And they showed me a picture of it. It's like huge. It's mm. from like twelve thousand BC. It's uh, I can't pronounce the name, but uh, <laughs> it's a. Uh, uh, it's just one structure. It's it's a huge underground structure, right? It's just but one it's piece. A, it's yeah, it's like a, it's like a city piece. almost. It's like you know, but it predates, Agarian society. That's Think about wow. that. That's the thing about. It predates settled society. So these these are voyagers. Mm. Now to think, hey, voyager society built this. At its apex, Voyager Society had like 7 million people, 8 million people worldwide. Yeah. Think about the tools they had that we're told that they had, right, to forage and... Yeah, like, it, it, something's not adding up where they're able to build this stuff, but in everyday life, they have access to nothing. Because even right now, like, you know, I mean, relatively, like, even... Like, think of the upper rungs of societies right now and the access to technology that they have mm-hmm. hey well they're going to the moon yeah they're going right. to space for fun so now yeah. we can we now we can see it on our phone yeah like you know we have an app for that maybe yeah. and i'm sure like some of the more like you know poor areas in the world even they have found access to uh the technology to at least be able to like you know visually see oh, something yeah. like that right so the disparity you get the scale of it and it, the scale does not add up where like civilizations are able to build up these huge pyramids in the mountains at times you go to like south america they have civilizations in the mountains but apparently like the average person just like who was who involved in the building process obviously because the world population is so like you know i mean we're just small. not on the same page anymore that's why i don't think they were slaves i think that they everybody was together on just building this one structure and then they built the one structure i think if you have enough people doing one thing Anything is possible. Because they recognize the importance of the collective benefit. Exactly. Whatever that benefit was. So we, that's a very We need to understand the benefit. I mean, there's yeah. a whole... Man, we can go into pyramids like crazy. Because I didn't even mention the inside of the pyramids. What's actually inside of it? Because it's not a tomb. There was never any mummies found in any of the yeah. Gizan pyramids at all. There's no hieroglyphs inside there. There's no like gold. There's no you know nothing. So what was it actually used for? There's no real information that we not have on really. there. No. But we we can like so the claims infer, that they are like tombs and they're oh they found this like in sarcophagus in there oh in, in other pyramids oh yeah, okay, yeah. There, okay. there's another pyramid south from Giza called the Saqqara it's a step pyramid it has like big big giant steps there were mummies found in there like pharaohs and things so oh, there were some yeah. pyramids that but these big giant ones that one was white one was red and one was black what were they actually used for 
I mean, it could have been for so many things. It could have been a healing thing. It could have been a giant machine that produced some kind of energy, some kind of, you know, energy plant. Could have been a town hall. It could have been a town hall where, you know, like, whatever it was, it was a collective. Maybe 200,000, 300,000 people were like, hey, let's do this. And everybody's on board. Everybody's doing night shifts, day shifts. They're, they're working at it. Give it 10 years, 15 years in one person's lifetime. I think it's possible. In one person's lifetime is possible. Yeah, if, if, if you they're have, all like that, just that type of mentality and like 24 7, 365 days. It also depends on the level of technology. It does. It does. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're assuming that they their technology was capable of doing things that was significantly much more capable of doing things that our technology is. Because I mean, would have a hard time yeah. doing, you know, I at mean, least until any time recently. Right now, two hundred thousand people. Again, that would be twice the size of this, like you know, this city right here, the Sugarland. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't see how in one person's lifetime they can build something of that structure and that mean, magnitude it, 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 today. Imagine if it was that many people, but they were taking shifts, right? So you have the day shift, you have the night shift, and it was three hundred sixty-five days a year because everyone's so invested. It's like their religion. This is like, they know they're going to go somewhere nice in the afterlife if they do this thing for the rest of their life. So they're every waking moment, they're trying to build this structure. I mean, let's say it takes 30 years, right? Let's say it takes one person's whole lifetime. I think 30 years was the average lifespan of a person. Maybe it took two generations, mm -hmm. right? 60 years. That's still one lifetime for us. That's hell of a lot of dedication that's to that belief. super dedication. I mean, going that's back what to what is. you were saying, though. You don't have you that know? anymore. That's why, I, I, that's why we can't build anything close to that. What do you think the people who are instructing these people to build this for on their behalf, like the pharaohs, yeah. if they're like, hey, you need, or the aliens, let's say the aliens, <laughs> the aliens. they were like, hey, build these, what would their motive be apart from just like busy work? Hey, man, I have nothing to do. Here's my lemonade. I'm going to watch you build this today. They could, they could totally be like, we're building a hospital and this is going to cure your kids. And is it though? Is that what the pharaoh wants, or what? What do you think the the elite who are building the structure want out of the structure? I think initially it was good stuff like that. Initially, power society, like I mean, it was power the, it was a societal society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Generators. There, there was a lot of pharaohs plants. that were lost to history. Oh. A lot of pharaohs, a lot of women that were lost to history. It was it used to be uh, matriarchal back in the day, and then it turned to patriarchy. Um, when it became a dynasty, when it started ruling, men started ruling over there, they broke down all the statues of these old people who actually, you know, were the ones that wanted to build all these things and wanted to get more in tune with nature. Around when was that? I'm going to look it up. Around um, when they did this? Like, you know, when this because like That is recorded, for sure. Like, the, the dynastic era of Egypt. Like, that's recorded. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's still probably predates, you know, let's say Cleopatra, right, by... Yeah, because like, Cleopatra was only, like, 50 BC. Yeah. It's like 50 years before the birth of Christ. That's she was concurrent like, with Caesar. Like right there. Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. the backyard compared yeah. to what we're talking about. But... It always baffled me. Like, you, you brought the Bitcoin example, I think, when we talked about mm -hmm. it. It just made no sense sometimes. Like, I mean, when I first heard it, she had archaeologists of her own. She did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, like, mind-boggling when you think mind -boggling. about it. Mind-boggling. But definitely, I'm going to look it up real quick. When did the dynasties, like, you know, become, become patriarchal? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, like, a very, like, you know. I mean, like, the thing, we, what we know for sure is that we didn't know that there was anything before them until, like, we started digging stuff up. And it was really an accident that, you know, some stuff started falling apart. And we're like, oh, 
there's a pieces of another statue here. We put it all together, and there was a woman. And we're like, oh, there, there's there's used to be women leaders, and it, it was like a whole thing about sacred feminism and along with sacred masculinism that you have to put them together and they were all about spiritualism that was their whole thing was that we're all one people we're all tuned with the earth you know like i think they're the ones that really discovered these energies and all these kind of things then the men came tried to take it over destroyed all these statues destroyed all those like don't worry about that i think they started trying to profit from it and we know there's evidence of of egyptians doing basically what the um catholic church did with um what are they called? Reparations? Where you where you pay to get sins removed? Uh, yeah, there's a term for that. There's a term for it. Um, they, did, they had the same thing. Egyptian priests would give you a little wooden statue, and you'd have to pay for that, and that would alleviate your sins. So that when the god of death came and weighed your heart with the, you know, the feather of truth or whatever, that you could pay for your heart to get lighter. And that was the men that did that. So that's Dang. what destroyed it. Like, I think that's this whole... Is the currency thing that started to happen? It was, it was, you know, like leaders started to want money, and you started to get this elitist group that started to get way more money than the population. Boom, society collapsed. They all disappeared, and that they were all under sand until like 1940 or something. Well, and when did you? When did they go? Uh, not underwater. When did they go under <laughs> underground? So to speak. I mean, their society. Yeah. We don't know how they really collapsed, but they definitely collapsed away. Like, is there any e indication of like a war? Uh, there were definitely wars, there because like, like a major. I'm sure there were major events that led to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about any of the recorded histories of that. Okay. Well, again, like so much of this stuff is just like so. Uh, you know, but it's a like, rabbit hole. You really just gotta, is, like, you know. I feel is, like it's yeah. cyclical, though. I feel like it's happening right now. Like we're going through that societal collapse that they went through. We're getting to that point where we're getting super advanced, but we're not wise. We don't know what to do with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it'll take, I mean, you know, like, it, barring, like, some kind of, like, catastrophe of, like, you know, like, this world, like, you know, ending proportions, right? Mm. If it keeps on going this way, the way it is, we can see, like, you know, the power, like, a general shift in, like, where the balance of power has, lot, like, you know, mm. laid in the past, like, 500 years. It's always been, like, you know, in Europe, in the U.S., and now you're going to see it going, you know, towards the Far East. Mm. And that is, like in itself such a monumental shift without without any uh without any like you know a dramatic event mm -hmm. and that itself kind of shows you like we have our mode of production while it's leading us to like you know these great technological like you mm -hmm. know developments uh going back to that but it's also the cause of the demise if you don't if if we're you don't use it too focused on technology we're losing touch for so many other things our spiritualism is going away honestly our morals Connection and our with ethics, reality our ethics our morals they're are, getting very shaken yeah. nowadays it's so shaky on what like you can actually say and believe it used to be pretty clear cut now it's all over the place now there's spectrums everywhere everything's on the fucking spectrum you know like uh, yeah. it's, it's never yeah. like this is right this is wrong it's just it, moral know, relativism you know, like, coming with that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a whole different like, thing that's happening. You know, it's like when we talk about golden eras of society, there's so much more that we mention, right? We talk about the art that they produce as well. We talk about the paintings that produce, like the last golden era that we had with the uh, in Florence, right? The big boom of science and art and everything like that started happening with Leonardo da Vinci, like that is what a golden era looks like we talked about how art is like degenerate nowadays and it's just oh yeah like... because it started to crash right like a golden era goes into silver when it's starting to crash 
Then it goes into uh, bronze. Bronze. Right? Bronze is like really bad, but the last layer is iron. And that's basically black, right? That that's the black and we've had that. It was it was, you know, during the Christian time where it, it really messed everything up. L illiteracy was rampant because they didn't allow people to read. Science, math, literature, art, spiritualism, all that disappeared. And they had to do that to entrench the feudal system. Yeah. Yeah. But it came back because it's cyclical, right? So, so I how, think it how do you bounces think, back. Do you, how do you think like a historical material historical analysis from like a historical materialist point of view could apply to like that previous do you think there was like that there's definitely that same kind of progression mm. from like one form of social organization to another based around like how stuff was produced mm -hmm. yeah um and then that crashes so and do you think this time we will finally i mean so at that point like you know i don't know where I'm just right thinking. Now, I'm just thinking of that trajectory. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of think, how those phases would play out. I think that's the, that might be the only thing that we keep right throughout these like catastrophic events. And I mean, the ice ages would be like one of them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, like things like that. Uh, like you know, again, we have a lot of symbolism of the ice ages, and we have like a general, like, mm -hmm. I mean, even like you know Noah's Ark. There's like a bunch of geological events in history that point towards like huge like rises in like sea level dramatically. Oh, yeah, like, like short span of time. The massive world flood. Basically, all every, these, civilization every civilization talks about it. There's, they have this in like Hindu texts. Every civilization in, is yeah. talks about yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, I think as these events happen, and the, while like ninety percent of it is mm -hmm. recurring issues and recurring themes, mm -hmm. right? Like you know, uh, overall, like you know, our, our the our collective issues cause these collective problems, right? But I think as we develop our thought process over mm -hmm. time. So you know, like post Socrates, and again, this is assuming like that, like a lot because maybe, again, maybe they had reached a philosophical, you know, hmm. like I'm peak curious in as that to time. Yeah, what their moral code and what their yeah. philosophical like you know um, inclination was. Well, again, if you listen to the if you listen to the archaeologists, they were all yeah. cavemen and they were yeah, just yeah, building yeah, stuff. Yeah, what yeah. they built this whole thing through slave labor, and the slaves well, were if, using hammers that they built out. Hmm. Like if you look bones. at what Plato said. My boy Plato, he had something called his great year. That's what he called. You have your year, which is just you know, and you have your day, which is the sun, you know, going around whatever the Earth going around the sun, um, is the year. He made another time frame called How the great is... year. It's twenty six thousand years. Jeez. Which turns out to be the exact same time that Egyptians and the you know the Hindustan area those people are saying that their civilization they had civilizations 26,000 years ago that were in this golden peak type then it crashed 26,000 years later Plato's great year there was another golden then it crashed you know like there seems to be this cyclical of this 26,000 and Plato was the Plato was the guy who was like yeah and he calculated it it's real math Really? So what is he? What is he using to calculate? I mean, I, I know I'm not trying to get into specifics because I mean, it's quite, it, yeah, but, it's it's quite yeah. um, technical. But, but it's the tilt of the Earth. You know, the Earth spins, but it also is is tilted at twenty three point yeah. five degrees. That is also turning really slowly. The so but the actual axis. The actual axis. So if this is the okay. axis here. It's turning yeah. on its own y axis. That full one rotation is 26,000 It's like the Earth kind of wobbles around it. Like yeah, in yeah, a way yeah. It just kind of, kind of Since the Earth oh. is already tilted at 23 yeah. degrees, if you had yeah. an X going right in the center of Earth, 
that 23 degree is, like is, is rotating around that middle Y. And that one rotation takes 26,000 years. That's crazy. That's what he figured that's out by insane. Dude, man, these ancient <laughs> Greeks. <laughs> yeah, that's saying something. I get, uh, yes. He figured it out and he's like, yeah, I call this a great year. It must be significant. It just makes sense. Little did he know that, yeah, there was a golden era society lived, that lived, according to Egyptians, 26,000 years ago. And that's one great year. And that one great year. And that was from Plato's time to around what? Like basically 200 BC? Mm -hmm. No, is that it? Plato? Um, How long ago was Plato? 200, 300 BC is my guesstimate. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and so that's one year. Now I'm estimating how many years has humanity had then. Right? Uh, Wait, how long ago was uh, Moses four, Abraham? 400 to 300 BC. 400 to the, yeah, because I for, thought... For Plato. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And that's... Uh, that's as mind-boggling. 400, 300 to 400 BC for Plato, and Cleopatra's 50 BC. Yeah, Plato's way older than Cleopatra, like yeah. that. Yeah, so Cleopatra was out here studying Plato, probably. Yeah. That because there is was like because Ptolemy, Ptolemy man, was from frames. Ptolemy was from Egypt, and that was the same like. I know that they Greco, definitely talked to each other. Like they they yeah. definitely talked to each other. Definitely exchanged knowledge and things. She. Most likely, it's right across Socrates the Mediterranean. Yeah, it's right across the Mediterranean. It's like they, uh, because these guys are catching. Like, so basically, again, like, and that I guess makes it like you know, even more like mind-boggling what mm. Alexander was doing. These guys taught Alexander. This dude went and went all the way to like Sindro. No, yeah. So yeah, that yeah. is like <laughs> in, that is like crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. Like 300, 400 BC, or like Cleopatra. You know, she's doing archaeology and all that. Mm -hmm. Or this one dude. 300 years before that, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to just go dip to uh, <laughs> South Asia real quick. Bro, even right now, for me, I'm thinking, man, that's like a 20, that's like a 15-hour flight time, man. I'm trying to skip that. Oh, I man. did that on horseback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People's, like, sense of time in their life was just different, like, scale-wise, like, I guess. And it makes so little sense because the average age, literally, for anything over a hundred years ago was 30 years old that was it it's only modern science and things that have gotten us to this level before that average person always roughly about 30 years old as far back as you want to go really? about 30. 30 and they always accomplished so much in such little time yeah Oh, as only how, people uh, matured way, way faster. Quicker, way they, faster. They, they, were, they were way more thirsty for things, for knowledge, for adventure, for like seeing the sights, you know, like get on horseback. Yeah, it's going to hurt my ass, but I'm going to go do it because I want to go see what's beyond my horizon. The sun goes somewhere. I can see it setting. Oh, what the hell's back there? I want to go check it out. Right. This is a natural we don't barrier do, we here. don't do right? that anymore. No, bro. Now you get like, on TikTok. Because now nah, it's day bro, to day. It's like, hour to hour. Uh, the onus, like, man, is really like, you know, like when you say things like TikTok, it puts the onus, and I, we just talked about it, mm -hmm. We and we do it all the time. It's like, hey, the consumer is stupid. Yeah, he is, maybe, but no, I don't know. No, it's social control. I'm yeah, a consumer. It's, it's concerted. It's like, why do I need to like go through like liberal arts classes, four years of college to start something? Like, start my life, I have to get a degree now. And it's like, well, four years, mm -hmm. you can't make that shorter somehow? Because like, like <laughs> you said, people are like, you should live to 30 and live full lives. Full lives. You're saying I need to dedicate four years to just like... Bro, study, you need to go K trained. through 12. They would laugh at you in the ancient To be times. an adult. K they'd be like 13 12. years. Bro, four years of knowledge training for them, they'd be like like proper uh, you think about chiefs it. of the yeah. tribe and stuff, you know? like Childhood is t legally 18 years. 
and you look at other us, non-human species like it's like right away bro, it's, it's it's a few years mad yeah. top like i don't know like apes gorillas whatever like their kids aren't babies for 18 years like they're not you know well they got these pictures of the statues of like socrates like of his like and he's like this bearded man, and you're like, do you realize he's probably got a guy was yeah, probably yeah. like 32 when he died? Yeah, yeah. 34. I mean, he's bearded, yeah. but they make it look like he's like this yeah. old, wise, wrinkly, like, yeah. you know. He's like some old, I mean, like, you know. There is a thing of like. He's probably younger than, he's, I mean, give it four, four or five years, we have outlived Socrates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read like maybe a while back, maybe like a decade ago, that the average person, when they had, got access to like, you know, all mm-hmm. these smartphones, you're consuming as much information as Socrates did in his lifetime in two days. Yeah, just imagine, imagine how that. much garbage mm-hmm. you're consuming out of that. Oh, it's, it's all garbage. It's all garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all. entertaining, but I feel like it's gonna lead to. You ever seen Wall-E, the Pixar movie Wall-E? Ooh, that no, dystopian. That's it. Yeah. Dystopian That's it. Pixar you know movie Wall-E. You have you ever seen it? Fantastic. It's fantastically movie. portrayed. Like they, when the humans come into scene, you're like, "Geez, Louise, that is gonna be humanity if we're on our trajectory." Everyone's fat. Everyone's lazy. Everyone gets like their food delivered to them. Like everything's automatic. They're on site. Like 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 these floating machines that take them to wherever they need to go on time. Like they're watching TV the whole time, and robots do everything. What and the, the we heck? focus on the robots in the movie, which is beautiful. That's that's why I love the movie. But the dystopian future that they put around it, if you watch it, you're like, you know what? That's very realistic. Really crazy movie. You gotta watch it. And they left Earth because they freaking trashed it. Which is exactly mm. what we're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never got that. You know, like, we're going to leave this planet and go and live somewhere else. And people are like, yeah, we're going to do that. Hell Listen, yeah, bro, I'm there's not... no we involved in this, buddy. You, me, anyone we know or no, will I'll, ever I'll know. I'll take you guys. I'm down. Let's go. How are you going to get there, buddy? What do you mean? My major goal in life is to start an aerospace company. I'm going to beat the rich people there. Beat the rich people? Well, that's our they only They don't even way. know what to do in space. They're rich people. They don't know. They're not smart. They're just yeah. gonna go over there and no, be in I mean, awe. It's, it's, They're gonna go into space and be like, "Wow, it's so." I'm gonna go into space and mine uh, asteroids. Ooh, Would you do that on the moon? Would you do that? Would you mine the moon though? What does the moon have? Moon has got nothing on it. There's like a little so, bit of bunny of water. You got moon you know, rocks, like, bro. What you mean? I mean, nah. at a start out international <laughs> drug cartel. <laughs> at a certain point, moon. If you bring enough, then people are gonna be like, "It's not worth anything." We have a bunch of moon rocks everywhere. But gold is worth a lot. So you're gonna have to lot. manipulate the scarcity of it, and there we go. Probably civilization. There you go, civilization. <laughs> man. You know that's what the theory is for the first trillionaire, right? The richest person on Earth right now is about two, roughly two hundred billion dollars. That's like the limit of what we can, as what we know. Who's the richest right? person right now? It's Elon Musk. Elon. Yeah. He keeps it's it fluctuates between him, Jeff Bezos, and the guy who owns Tata, the Indian dude. Yeah, the Indian. He, he always, they got a new Indian guy who's third now. So his name is like Adani or something. Oh yeah, yeah. He keeps okay. fluctuating here. Yeah. Some yeah. telecom guy. Probably. They're all roughly around two hundred billion. They have their money tied into uh, stock a lot. Mm-hmm. So when these stock market plunges are happening, right, their net worth is fluctuating considerably in that yeah. time period. Now yeah. I don't know how much that impact that has on like you know. How I mean, much cash the, they have? That's the people that we Is know that the about. metric they're using? I don't know. But I doubt they have like 200 million sitting in cash. That'd be kind of They probably stupid. 200 million is nothing compared to a billion. In cash? But that'd be, that'd be irresponsible. Uh, you, have, you have 200 billion. You have a... There's, that's a big difference between a million and a billion. It's huge. Massive. I mean, no, I'm thinking about it. Uh, no, you're right. I mean... They probably do have like millions laying around in cash and like geneva banks in switzerland and stuff you know like yeah 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 i'm talking about this like straight like just like you know, and that's checking just account the people. <laughs> like bank of america Supposedly, but like yeah um what's his name the russian president 
Vladimir Putin. My boy Vladimir Putin supposedly has like half a trillion, around five hundred billion. But why would he go out? You know, Russia him... has like a crazy amount of gold reserves. Yeah, bro, Russia has an so... insane amount of gold. I mean, bro, honestly, some of these, all these numbers are fake, in my opinion, because you look at all them shakes that mm-hmm. have all the oil, and I mean, yeah, they're probably at nearly, yeah. nearly like six hundred billion, seven hundred. But no one's at a trillion. No individual person. Because that's a massive, massive really? number. See, to I'm, I'm going to ask you. Like, think I'm going to get to a trillion by my, my like, passports. That's what I'm telling you. Bro, you just take me on your plane <laughs> with you. But, like, you know, Aramco, when they were IPOing, they were like, this is the first trillion dollar IPO. That was like, a, I forgot, like, you know, again, like, somewhere in sometime the past decade, yeah. it's been a minute. But if the IPO for Aramco is a trillion, imagine, like, the king there who's, like, literally hoarding, mm-hmm. like, a, a specific number, uh, a specific amount of the profits. A percentage, forget the amount, a specific percentage of the oil profits yeah. are going yeah. to the king. Bro, the oil profits going to the king, that's a... Well, think about how much wealth that clan has, the Saudi clan. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like hundreds of people in there. They're like, that's, they're they're definitely in the trillions. The Rothschilds, imagine how much wealth they have. Oh, man, like, there's so many, those are the names that we even know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those people even real? Bro, I'm, a, I'm just... No, kinda, they're, real. they're real. I don't want to go that's too off topic, thing. right? But I wanted to ask you... Yeah. I all whenever someone's like, "Hey, man, the Rothschilds," I'm like, "This guy watched Alex Jones." No, no, I mean that's an actual if, banking if, family. If, if they've, they, they've crashed the Bank of England before. If they just talk think, about the Rothschilds, if it's, that's the only some, family, then yeah, they're they're yeah. Alex then Jones. Then if they it. say more names like the Vanderbilts, the they Vanderbilt. say some more yeah. names, some more families, then you'd be like, okay, this guy knows. This guy knows. What's but uh, yeah, yeah, what I've heard is like, hey, y'all don't know about the Rothschild, but they cr- but they control the whole earth, and then they're like. These guys created every war ever, and it's like, oh, no, it's, not it's them. Okay. Well, I think the banking families like have a lot of influence, mm-hmm. and when sure. it comes to like moving money and whatnot, like oh, yeah. foreign, mm-hmm. foreign policy, like geopolitics are critical that in that because it's resources sure. at the end of the day. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, there's more than just the Rothschilds in on this, and it's more complicated than that. And they're smart enough Way to have their own like systems and things in place that they're not going to allow to be revealed. Like whatever we know is whatever either slip through the cracks or whatever yeah. they're okay with us knowing there there are i'm sure they're like there are shadow elites that just control very specific things not yeah. the entire world but like the banking industry banking is like is totally controlled by a shadow elite yeah. like the united states reserve you know you guys know right the united states reserve is not yeah. a government entity that is run by a private organization yeah. you can't find any information on them publicly at that all who's their club. ceo who, who who works there where's their building located you will not find any information public yet Supposedly, there's a United States Treasury. They actually print the freaking money. They're the ones that mint everything, and they're a private organization. Who are you? You're the guys that uh, you can. You have the power to run up inflation. You have the power to do everything by printing the actual money, and you're private. That's a shadow group right there. That is a shadow group. Well, going back to the stock market thing, he's speaking tomorrow. What's his name? Jerome Powell. He's like the Fed guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's speaking. Fun. He's speaking tomorrow, and like the whole market's been waiting because if he <laughs> raises the rates by like a percent, then everyone's gonna sell their shit, and it's gonna be like chaos tomorrow. But if it's only a three quarters of a percent, then it'll delay the chaos by two weeks. Whatever chaos we're dealing with now, on a <laughs> the time scales that we were talking about before is nothing. We have way more larger concerns than economic, to be honest. For sure, for sure. I mean, right. uh, again, like you know, like we were talking about that day. Uh, again, something forget like again, some forget an asteroid, something like the plague comes. We saw what COVID did to the world. Imagine if the something like the plague had hit the U.S., the economic and 
you know, cultural hegemon mm-hmm. of the world, and military, like, you know, every, in every, every way. If the plague had hit this country in the same way it had hit Europe, you know, over, like, decades, and ki- wiping yeah. off, like, you know, a third of the population, I mean, it we, would just we'd be... We'd be done. Yeah, forget we, I mean, I feel like, you know, as so much of, like, humanity, the world would just, like, you know... When I say, yeah, when I say we, I mean humanity. We'd be, as a human race, we would have to reset again. And, and it's it's such simple things like plagues, viruses, they're everywhere, right? We have, like, what, 20 variations of COVID already? Like, Omicron and all these things. Like, they can do yeah. so much worse than it could before. There's so many different types of flu. There's so many different types of, like, HIV types of viruses. Like, there's so many. That's just it's one level of thing, like right? The... Then you have, like, the asteroids you were talking about. It's a whole other. There's so many things that could wipe us out so easily. That's why we really, really, there's two things. I feel like that could be a solution. One is really focusing on STEM stuff. Right? You have your science, your technology, your engineering, and your mathematics. Really start to focus on that and start taking that seriously. You know, when, when these climate scientists were talking about this climate stuff happening many decades ago, no one took them seriously. And now half, like a third of Pakistan is underwater. You know, that's, that's not appropriate. But who's going to, who are the people that need to take it seriously? As in every single person? Yeah, humanity. Right? Yeah, humanity. yeah, yeah. As a human race, we need to take STEM more seriously. But also, on the other side, we need to take nature more seriously. We're losing our connection with nature. Our spirit, we, no one takes walks anymore and just, mm-hmm. in, in nature, breathes in fresh air. If you start doing that, you automatically will start getting more in tune with STEM stuff science and technology and things it'll or at be least appreciate what we're you have, losing you exactly. have at the very bare minimum understand like you know what we were growing up we used to read in textbooks about the australian coral reef mm-hmm. yeah and i don't think they teach about that kind of stuff that not that kind that's specifically it's because that dead. was a world like wonder right it is yeah. and i think they had to close it off completely it's because dead. it'll yeah. take like 500 years to replenish it's fucking gray yeah and it's not even colorful anymore it's a very small areas that are colorful and it's like very limited time you get to swim in there now, but it's not like when we were kids. Yeah, it's it's it, and it's like that's just in the past twenty years that yeah. we've like completely had to stop teaching about a thing that is a world wonder because we 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 literally just like like plastered it with like trash, right? But again, that's like you know garbage the, island. the barrier the barrier to uh, to achieving those things is that there is this concerted effort, right? To I mean the things like we talked about right mm-hmm. there's that to expand economically and acquire more resources and produce more mm-hmm. yeah I mean they have to keep the people on TikTok they have to keep the people driving cars they have to you they know do. whatever I mean that's that's, that's why because that's their goal is this, is this capitalistic that's why they're taking over the world it's capitalistic yeah, yeah so. it is it's 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 an oligarchy, right? You have the rich that are wanting to rule everything, and they truly yeah. are, right? Yeah. Like the difference between the point one percent and the one percent is massive, and the one percent between everybody else is even worse, Ooh, right? Like yeah. it's the gap is way too big. Well, I mean, you know? going back to the control, because you know, like some people can be like, okay, you know what? Screw the gap. I'm not even talking about the gap, bro. I'm again, you're going back just a decade, and a decade changes a lot in your mind, mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't. But you can understand, just going ten years ago. You can professionally not have a beard in a professional setting. Yeah. Right? As in, like, you have facial hair, they're like, you can't work at a bank. Yeah. You can't was, go to I this high school. Too. Yeah. You can, in this high school, you're yeah. going to the principal's mm-hmm. office. Why? You have a beard. You have facial hair. Yeah. And that was the level of control who had. These, it was employers. They're like, hey, you can't get a job. Yeah. Your employer, the guy sitting in the big office, right? He's like, eh, 
I don't like people with beards, bro. I just think y'all are all crooks. So I guess mean, what? They can still do it. They just can't say it now. Yeah, now it's... But when? when? <laughs> because it be became like a it. thing, like, you know, like, it's like now it's like, you know, a cultural hipster thing, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's... It, but it's it's probably something else that's not in a periphery now. Right? That's not affecting me. That is still like there. And that level of control, like, you think about it, you're like, if your employer today was like... A, to put into context, mm-hmm. my employer was telling me to come back to the office, and I was like, uh, I'm going to try to find another job, bro. Nah. Right? I'm not trying to... I'm, nah. I like remote work. If he told me, you know what? You can work remotely. Shave your beard. I'd be like, what the heck? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I feel like I'm different in that, that aspect. Um, I, I, I wouldn't shave the beard or do anything that goes against religious values. If it's a religious value thing, like let's say I'm wearing a yarmulke or something, it's like no headwear allowed, then yeah, I'm leaving the position, right? But if he, let's say I'm working for an employer and he says, come in on Saturday, you have to come in Saturday early morning to the office. I really need you to do some work. Yeah, I'm going to do it because that's, that's the guy who's giving me money. Yeah. yeah, I understand you working an extra yeah. shift, you know, or something along that line, that kind of stuff. If I'm capable of doing it, it's not going against any of my values or anything like that. It's just annoying. I'll do it. I'm saying like, uh, let's say it was not, uh, forget it was not the beard and it's not coming in extra. It's not anything inconvenient for yeah. you. It's just, hey, I want to exert some kind of, I want you to know that I have control over your life. So I'm he like, does. you know, yeah, yeah, but I want you to know it, bro. That's okay. So you know what I, you know what so I learned? So I'm like, hey, you can't wear, when you uh, come to work, you can wear every color shirt except for the one you're wearing right now. And yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm, okay, cool. My bad, I won't wear this one. Yeah, exactly. That's how I'll yeah, be. Yeah. Because he's the one feeding me. Yeah, so yeah, what's, yeah. When what's, I get to a point I'm where I'm starting to feed be... other people, I'm not going to be like that. Because right. I'm learning from this guy that this yeah. is not the way to do it. Yeah. But I know I have to play the game. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because it is a freaking game. I'm saying even if you obey you know, what he's saying, for sure, like, you know, like, go ahead. That, like, that should contextualize. Even us being like, yeah, we'll go ahead and do it. Contextualize the level of control exerted by mm-hmm. people who are like, you know, these are not some like this is not Socrates telling you not to wear the shirt yeah, yeah, or yeah. shave your beard, right? Like yeah. you know, hey, this is some like way to attune yourself with the planet. It's this random dude who's just, like sipping on whiskey at Trying eleven a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have the control over you. you and you mentioned the word mm. control. That's the most important thing, you know, mm. like that is being like exerted and should piss people off more than like the gap. And people like, need to really take that seriously. I mean, yeah. but th- I feel like the gap is related to that control, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, because, for sure, for sure. it's because of these rich people that we really didn't do anything about the environment. We really didn't mm-hmm. do anything about economies in different countries. You know, we let wars happen, things like that, that could have been avoided, but it was really, really profitable for them. Yeah, no, I mean, completely. Uh, and I, and I, we can't do anything. Uh, the populace can't do anything about it because the gap's too big. There's this thing with pharmacists that uh, I learned from a guy who's a pharmacist today. They don't get lunch breaks, as in they do, mm-hmm. but it's I'm not talking about all pharmacists, but a lot of these like commercial pharmacies, like Walgreens, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, these pharmacists, if they're off, technically, like their employer, right? So mm-hmm. they didn't have lunch breaks, and then there was a lawsuit for it, and then they gave them lunch breaks, mm-hmm. but... The caveat is when you get back from lunch, all the people who came to get their prescriptions or whatever, you're going to have a line there. Of course. Right? They're not shutting down the actual pharmacy. Mm. And so they're going to be pissed. And so when you get back from your 12 to 1 lunch at 1 o'clock, work's going to be insane. So like a lot of these pharmacists have to end up eating on the job. Mm -hmm. They don't get a lunch break. 
so many um, jobs are there's like, like that. a there's a thing now where like a lot of people are striking and like pharmacy lines are getting held up and whatnot because yeah. pharmacists are like yo no way so like well yeah it's like the stupid stuff that like encumbers efficiency yeah as well as like you know pisses like off the worker and the customer yeah. no. to get I can't an have a chair. hour of ex an hour of customers extra worth of profit like you're working retail or you're behind a cash register and you can't have a chair and it's yeah. like, why yeah. can't yeah. you, uh, why do I need to stand for eight hours? Why can't I just sit down? I was a teller and... for Big Bank, and that's what it was. Yeah. I had to stand Cashier the whole, whole at time. Target, same in my field. Yep. It just doesn't make sense. It just, it's like, oh, so you, you got lazy when you sit us, down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that we don't want you, like, slouching and relaxing too much. It's like, bro, come on. Like, but again, like. I mean, that's just, I mean. As if, keeping, like, you know, if someone came into alive. the bank, you'd be, like, just, like, you know, laying back like this. And like, you know, like, light of, of a stove. Of light, course not. Light of a stove with the <laughs> customer. You know, if you like, no. it appropriately, you would greet them in the exact same way. I mean, it's it's a level of control. That's what yeah. it is. But, I mean, I feel like we're past the point of anything, like, being fixed in the macro sense. Yeah, you can make small, like, you Climate know. Climate-wise, for, I feel like. I mean, small changes you know, is what affects the macro. Yeah, you can't reverse this, you know, climate stuff. Unless, like, you just see the consumption of energy in this mm. country specifically just dropping off the map somehow. Like, consumption of energy... In I this mean, country, is disproportionately just like the insane. military consumes so much. So well, no, 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 itself. sir. Now the president has announced only electric vehicles only in electric the military. Okay, that problem okay. is solved. So okay. now next, well, mining the lithium for those batteries. Uh, so that's that's gonna. They're gonna be done with reason, EVs now. That's sir. actually the reason why EV, I said EV mining, EV mining technology, electric vehicle F twenty threes. That's why I said to focus on the STEM stuff is because that kind of stuff gets solved. If you focus on okay, well, what's a battery? It's lithium. Yeah. Right? There's chemicals inside of it that is making. We don't need that to be that way. There's a chemical battery. We have a bunch of ways to make batteries. We just don't really know how to produce them yet. Right? There's there's like physical batteries that use like uh you know physical things inside of them like actual gears and stuff inside of them rather than chemicals that will hold energy in the same way. You know. Mm. Well, you think China will do it though in the next five years? Because I mean, anything I think about in the next five years, the China, way we're China making, has done it. The way we're making batteries, the way we're harnessing energy, all that stuff is pretty trash. You know, it's just, all of it can be improved tenfold. I mean, we could solar is definitely the way to go first. You know, that's going to improve a bunch. But it's just really renewables as a whole, and then it's also the stuff like lithium-ion batteries and all these kind of stuff like. It's the manufacturing process as a whole, which consumes so much and releases so much pollutants in the atmosphere. All that needs to be changed. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, nuclear energy? Like, I mean, I know like, I was going to I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be really, really good. But clean, I mean, super efficient. Clean. Yeah. In, in, it, I always wondered if there's a natural disaster in that area where we have it, like, you know, like Fukushima type mm-hmm. stuff. Well, what Fukushima, I mean, the regulations on that were terrible, atrocious. You need proper regulations. Yeah, you need, if you take the proper, appropriate precautions, nuclear is the way to go by far. But what if there's like a tornado or something, or a hurricane? Well, I mean, you, whatever, you would put it underground, you would put it in some have extremely fortified thing. All that has to be taken, that's the whole point. Like Fukushima, and they didn't do that there. The, Fukushima, no. yeah, no, that was the thing with it. Well, that's an insane thing. They just <laughs> put it in the middle of a... First and foremost, man, Japan, you're an island. You cannot have a <laughs> nuclear reactor. Sorry, there's water everywhere. Right. You can't even put water on my iPhone, bro. What you mean? You get to throw water on top of a nuclear like, nuclear plant? Of yeah. course, I'm going to go like, that's a little bad. Well, I mean, I feel like definitely the way to go is just the two things is 
you focus on finding these solutions and you focus on being more in tune with nature, right? Like actually respect the fact that there are tsunamis and the tornadoes can actually mess us up really, really bad, right? You respect that, figure out the solutions to avoid it, I think we'll be fine. I would add. I'm an optimist. I would so. add the antagonistic aspect of of uh, uh, you know the forces that are directly working against that. And a keen attention to how to thwart that needs to be a part of that as well. Oh, for I sure. Think we got this. Uh, I think you know. I think, I think we, we can this. sign off simply, you know, by just you know letting everyone know, man. It letting starts. Know. Just go on a walk in the morning. That's it. You know, That's just, where it'll start. Look at the leaves and the trees, and you know you'll you'll appreciate that stuff, man. That's and learn. It. Touch learn. grass. Yeah, touch grass, man. We're touch good grass. to go, bro. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all.